and thinking and planning ahead for the devil's attacks? Or are you shocked and dismayed when he uses his strategies to try and steal, kill, and destroy? Are you taking your role seriously or are you making light of your opponent? As Christians, we know Jesus has already defeated Satan for us, but that doesn't mean Satan isn't going to use certain strategies to try and trick you into believing otherwise. His strategies are intended to keep you defeated and to take everything that is rightfully yours. Hi, I am Carol Dixon. We're sharing about the four strategies that the enemy uses to defeat you. And you know, we talked about fear on last week. This week, I want to give you strategy number two. We're into the how-tos. How do you counteract the attacks of the enemy? Oh, glory to God. Number two, the enemy lies to you. John 8 and 44 says he is a liar and the father of lies. Oh, one of the strategies of the enemy is to lie to you every day. Do you ever have negative and discouraging thoughts that come out of nowhere? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they can be hard to recognize as the enemy's lies because they sound like they could be true. However, if you accept them as truth or believe them even for a moment, you're falling for his slide tactic and you've given him the upper hand. You know what I say? Just wait. Count to five. Five seconds. Five seconds. And you'll be able to counterattack like you need to counterattack. But if you don't, if you fall for it, whoo. You're falling for his tactic. The enemy knows your insecurities and he plays on them. He knows the fears you fight against and he tries his best to feed them by telling you lies. Now, the question is, why does he lie to you? Why? Why? And what does he get out of it? The answer is this. Access to your life. Oh, oh yes. Oh, big sign glaring. Access to your life. He's come to kill and steal and destroy John 10 and 10. And if he can get you into wrong thinking, wrong believing, wrong saying, wrong acting, the door to your life is wide open to him. So if you have any thoughts that are opposite of what God says, thoughts like you aren't going to be healed, you aren't going to be delivered, saved, prosperous, full of joy, full of peace, full of hope or powerful in the kingdom of God. No, they are outright lies straight from the pit of hell itself. Ugh. And you know, you, you just can't afford the luxury of entertaining the enemy's lies. There's too much at stake. Your health, your family, your relationships, your money. Don't let the devil become your counselor in the areas of life that matter most. He's the father of lies and your greatest enemy. Now, how do you counteract for the enemy's lies? Number one, 2 Corinthians 10 and 5, you take every thought captive. And to do this, you, you, you got to start lining up every thought with the word of God. John 10 and 27 says, my sheep know my voice. So when you hear another voice speaking lies, Take those lies captive and throw them to the ground before they ever have a chance to take root. Put them under your feet. Let me tell you, when I first started walking in this principle, I literally would pick my foot up and put it down on the enemy. Literally. 
literally. (laughs) Yes. But what it helped me do, it helped me to begin to switch systems because I was totally on the world's system. It wasn't that I was believing the devil all the time, but when you are not completely on God's system, you have put yourself in a position that the enemy can come through in a subtle manner. And like I said, you don't really realize what he's doing and how he's doing it. You don't even see it happening that way. But he has access to your life because your thoughts are opposite to what God says. So I begin to line my thoughts up with the word of God. You've heard me say, if I saw it in the word, then I came up to it. So that meant that I had to be reading the word. Yes. And and getting myself familiar, knowing what God said concerning my healing, concerning deliverance, concerning my salvation, my prosperity, my joy, my peace, my hope, and what God's purpose was for me in the body of Christ or in life. My purpose in life. I had to know all of this. Then I could identify the voice of God. I would know the difference. Hey, let me tell you, it is definitely, may I call it, it's an art. As I was sharing on an, another podcast, this is an art of warfare. Yes. And as you begin to exercise your life and begin to pour yourself into reading the word of God into a purpose-filled life of walking and having values and knowing what the Word of God says and making your decisions based upon that, where you become very productive. You know, the Bible talks about bearing fruit. It simply means being productive in life, what Dash is all about again. And so you have to know how to counterattack the enemy's lies. If you don't learn how to counterattack his attack, because we're always under attack. He comes to seek whom he may devour. We're under attack. You have to learn how to counterattack it. And we do it with strategies. You must have a plan against the enemy because he knows what your insecurities. So he will come with a lie. He will start coming and telling you a lie. It's not true. And you've got to begin to line your every thought with the word of God. You're smart enough. The enemy will try to tell you you're not smart enough. But let me tell you the truth. You are smart enough. If the devil says you're not smart enough for that job, you're not smart enough for that position. You answer him back. Say, oh, yes, I am, devil. It is written that I have the mind of Christ. First Corinthians 2 and 16. You don't always have to know where it's found, but you sure better know how to answer the enemy. And don't let him step all over you with his lies. (laughs) You better get a word in your mouth. (laughs) I don't know all those scriptures. Okay, I tell you what you do. You know the blood of Jesus? Put the blood on it. You know the name of Jesus? Put the name on it. It's power in it. And then as you're doing that in the beginning, begin to find out what his word says. There's power in that. Oh, you begin to move in that. You're counterattack everything that he's trying to do. When you take every thought captivity and then you begin to respond with the truth of God's word. I want you to know the devil is going to flee. He's going to run. What's the third attack? A third strategy. The enemy tempts you to sin. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Yes, he will. James 1 and 13 says, let no one say when he is tempted, 
I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. God doesn't tempt us. No, he doesn't. God comes to lift us. He comes to bless us. Temptation comes from the enemy. God will never tempt you to do anything wrong. In fact, he has given you every tool to resist the devil so he will flee from you. The enemy tempts you to sin and no one is exempt. Now, how does Satan do this? Sometimes he's obvious about it, tempting you to lie or commit acts of immorality or another sin clearly defined as such in God's word. But a lot of times he's more subtle than that. For example, he may tempt you to think you're holier than others or that you're doing others a favor or your Christian duty by judging and exposing people. You might even start thinking more about your own feelings, your own needs, your own desires than those of others. I mean, he comes in subtle ways. This is how the devil tempted Jesus in the wilderness in Matthew, the fourth chapter. He pulled out all the stops to get Jesus to abandon the path of obedience and keep him from what God had sent him to accomplish. When Jesus was in the wilderness after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. You know, Satan will catch you at your most vulnerable times. <laughs> have you ever been one of those said, now, why couldn't this have happened last month? I would have been ready. I had the money last month. Why is this happening now? And I, I'm short. You know, we've done that. Is that not right? That's the enemy trying to tempt you to not trust God, not to know that he's just as big of a God at the end of the month as he is at the first of the month. Glory to God. That's a shout right there. So the enemy came. Jesus was hungry. He came to him and said, you know, if you're the son of God, turn these stones. Tell them to become bread. Satan came to Jesus when he sensed weakness. He came to him and he tried to pray on that weakness. P-R-E-Y. And he'll do the same to you. The greatest danger in your life as a believer is to ever think that you are above temptation. When you let your guard down, let me tell you, taking off your armor, when you assume your work is done, let me tell you, huh, danger. The truth is your enemy, that enemy of yours, the devil, he roams around like a lion roaring in fierce hunger, seeking someone to seize upon and devour. First Peter 5 and 8 tells us. Now the counterattack for the temptation to sin. Number one, recognize there's a way out of it. Most of the time, I've seen a lot of people think, I just can't come out of this. They just get stuck in the mud. No, get up, dust yourself off, and keep going. The Bible says no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Yeah. In other words, this is nothing new. Satan repeats the same old tired tricks, but God has provided an escape. First Corinthians 10. I tell you, God has always made a way out for us. You must recognize there is a way out of it. There's an old saying, I was raised in a church. And I mean, long time ago, all the saints, they, they didn't have all of this that we have today in technology. But you know what they had? They had a whole lot of faith. And they would recognize 
that there was a way out. I don't care what they were going through until they just had this that they would say, the Lord will make a way somehow. <laughs> Woo! God will provide a way of escape. There is a way out of it. Number two, answer the temptation with God's word. When Jesus was tempted in the wilderness to turn stones into bread, he answered Satan with, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. He didn't ponder Satan's suggestion. He didn't entertain it. He didn't phone a friend and ask for advice. Oh, God, that irks me. He's like, eh, you know what? Uh, what you think about this? I, you know, I heard God say this. What, what, what's your opinion on that? Oh, the devil is a lie. Cast that down. Glory to God. He didn't ask anyone else uh, advice concerning it. What you think I should do? God has already instructed you. Just do what God says. He immediately shut it down with the truth found in the word of God. You can do the same when the enemy tempts you to sin. Answer back with God's word and do it quickly and confidently. Shut him down. Make him turn his tail and run the other way. It's a counterattack. He can't defeat. You put that word of God up there. I tell you every time he must run. <laughs> so know today that the enemy, he, he will lie to you. And when he lies to you, I want you to know that you can take every thought captive, everything that tries to come to your mind. You take it and you go to the word and you find in the word everything that God has said to let the devil know he's a lie and then respond with the truth of the word of God. You can't fight thoughts with thoughts. So it's important to speak out God's truth when the enemy lies to you. Then he will tempt you to sin. I want you to know you can counterattack that too by recognizing there is a way out of. I don't care whatever it is you're going through, whatever that it is. I have a lot of motivational sayings around me in my place of habitation. And there's one by Nelson Mandela. And it says, until it is done, it always seems impossible. <laughs> Glory to God. And you answer, you recognize as a way out. Then you answer the temptation with God's word. You see, we write back to the word of God. When you do that, you shut him down. <laughs> you answer back with God's word and do it quickly and confidently. You shut him down. <laughs> well, I am Carol Dixon. And this is my prayer for you. That you live as long as you want and that you never want as long as you live. Thank you for listening to Dash Podcast. If you would like to know more about Dr. Carolee Dixon and Dash, go to caroldixon.net.